Yo, 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 what up? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Ronda Don, and you are now tuned in to Soul Society 101, the podcast. What up? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Rondadon, and you are now tuned into Soul Society 101, the podcast, our lens on black travel, food, and culture. Our guest today repping the south side of Chicago. Yes, sir. Jeff Tribble, founder and CEO of The Musicianship, a nonprofit organization that provides music lessons, experiences, and opportunities for at-risk youth. They run after school and summer programs this year, working with 600-plus kids, he also happens to travel quite a bit. He's been to Australia, Aruba, Bahamas, Bermuda, Colombia, Costa Rica, Egypt, France. I mean, basically, he's shitting on our whole lives um, <laughs> on the travel tip. But anyway, welcome, Jeff. Man, thank you so much for having me, bro. Glad yeah, to be here, for man. sure, for sure. So tell me a little bit more about the musicianship. Well, the musicianship, um, we're going on eight years old, and we facilitate uh, music lessons, experiences, and opportunities, as you mentioned. Um, and it was kind of birthed out of my own story, uh, just growing up on the south side of Chicago. Um, I'm a musician by trade and uh, just wanted to help young urban youth who were similarly situated, man. I mean, even though I grew up in a pretty good home, um, there's just not enough spatial distance to like rid yourself of some of the crazy stuff that can go on. That inner city life, man. That's no city joke. life, exactly. So, you know, a lot of young people, um, particularly in the D.C. area, and it's not unique to there, of course, uh, every major metropolitan city, really. Um, just wanted to provide an avenue for them to, uh, you know, better their lives. Right. And uh, music was that for me. And, um, you know, talked to a friend who had a similar vision. Uh, we got together. I was in my second year of law school at the time, and we just decided to rock with it, man. And we've been growing and growing each year. Dope. So you're a musician. What do you play? Percussion. What? Okay. Yeah, I started playing drums. Little drummer uh, boy out here. Little drummer boy, exactly. <laughs> they used to call me that too. Oh yeah. I know it's been a long time. And I, I mean, I started playing drums at church at like seven. Okay. My, both of my parents are ministers, nice. um, so that was kind of just like my gateway to music. Originally, mm-hmm. they're both pianists, um, and um, yeah, I went to, to to play the drums like really just throughout my entire life, including now. Dope man. So music has. So what kind of music are you into? Man, I'm into a lot of kinds of music, to be honest. It will surprise people. Uh, as I mentioned, both of my parents are, are ministers, so I'm, I'm into gospel mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I think gospel, like, births a lot of the best, like, vocalists possible. Absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of R&B vocalists that we love get all them riffs and runs from gospel music, so. Totally, yeah. totally. I mean, some of my favorites, Jasmine Sullivan, Tank, you know, when you listen to what they're doing, I'm just like, you can't find nobody in R&B really doing what they're yeah. doing. You got to jump to gospel yeah, they kind of runs that kind of vocal agility. So um, yeah, gospel, um, R and B, of course, rap, hip hop. Um, I really love classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love film scores too. Like yeah, that's I mean, I, he just cultured y'all. He just cultured. He travels uh, the world and he's into all kinds of music. Man, I, my mom used to play classical music around the crib, like growing up, and um, I just always had this. Vi- and that's like, I just always had this idea of classical music being kind of just like that relaxing time, that relaxing day, mm. that period during which we're not working necessarily. Right. Uh, ironically, I get a lot of work done when um, listening to classical music or film scores, but um, yeah, that's some of the music that I'm into. Dope. So, Jasmine Sullivan, what are some other artists, past, past and present, doesn't have to be right now, any any artists in particular that are like, 
your go-tos when you're trying to get into a zone? Uh, it really depends on what I'm trying to get into. Um, I mean, if I'm like, so I'm sure most people can kind of identify just with the fact that like, if you're trying to get work done, you can't listen to like future or nothing right. like that. Like, well, it depends. Uh, it depends on what kind of work you're getting into. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> if you're trying to populate an Excel, Excel spreadsheet or something that's kind of like low maintenance, um, right, right, low right. brain energy, yeah, you can definitely go with some future. But otherwise, like I can't turn up when I'm trying to like write or really be thoughtful or right. <laughs> thought provoking. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, some of my go-tos... Um, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I listen to Patti LaBelle. Classic. Um, I listen to um, a lot of I li- a lot of Hans Zimmer. He's a uh, he's a film score. He's done a lot of your favorite movies. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, just growing up on the South Side of Chicago, I still I still rock Kells every now and then. Mm-hmm. Not too much of the the new stuff, but like definitely the old stuff. Yeah, man. He, uh, can we have a moment for Kells real quick? Because. Uh. It's such a tough topic to talk about, it man. Classic is. R. Kelly, though, is the truth. It it's is, the truth. Man. And you you want... It's hard It's hard because it's like you want to separate it, but it's like he created some of the best songs of the 90s. And it's like you can't talk about 90s R&B without talking about R. Kelly. And so many people try to, like, glaze over it, because obviously because of all the things that happens. And it's like, I get it, but if we could separate it for a second, we have to give that man credit. <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, I don't disagree with you, bro. So here's the thing, like, and this is a particularly interesting topic in today's age where we are forced to look at art for art's sake mm-hmm. and then the people behind that art. So, you know, Birth of a Nation is a perfect example. Right. I right, haven't right. heard too many people criticize the film itself, the art right. for art's sake, but because of the things that, you know, Nate Parker was allegedly involved in, um, yeah, like people have made a conscious decision not to support that effort. Right. Um, I think R. Kelly's a prime example. I think Chris Brown is another prime example. Um, but there are just throughout history these examples of these individuals who we laud and applaud for like their art, but because they've been into some shady things, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you got to make that decision. Right. I think for me as an artist, like, it's hard for me to to filter that just like you and while i do not at all in any way support you know some of these alleged acts that they've been involved in well yeah let's let's be clear about that we we do not support the things that these artists have gotten into we do not we are actually anti we would protest for it but if we're going to talk about art for art's sake and what they've presented to the world i think it's just with art it's a little bit funny because it's like there are businesses where the, the top executives have done a lot of crazy things, and it's kind of like, yeah. we still support that business. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a little bit different with art, I guess because your business is the person. Yeah. So people get a little bit attached to the person, but, I mean, these these people have contributed. So. so I know you said growing up, music was just in your family, but did you realize that you would build a career out of music? Nah, not at all. I mean, um, you know, growing up, it was just something that I really enjoyed doing. I knew how performing made me feel. Mm-hmm. I knew how um, how much I enjoyed like the camaraderie of my peers. Like I was on the drum line and things like that. I think it was you know, what's the movie Brown Sugar when they asked like, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Yeah. Like so, I think when I was in college, that's when I really like probably verbally out of my mouth said, I love music. Right. Like just in terms of the way that it makes me feel um, or the things that I can get accomplished like while listening to music or being tuned into it. So I'll probably say around college, I was the section leader of Howard's Drumline for three of my four years there. H.U. in the building. Yeah. Man, let me tell you something about H.U. I know I'm going on a lot Uh-oh. of tangents. Uh-oh. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> okay. It's good. Okay. I would say every time I'm in 
a situation where I'm networking with powerful black people or creative black people or honestly any room of black people in positivity how it is in the room so deep man. HUB representing man I appreciate that everywhere man. man I appreciate that we do our best uh, what's interesting about that too bro is like now that I work kind of like in the education space, mm-hmm. if my, you know, everybody knows like Howard and Hampton, for example, are like rivals. But right. if one of my kids tells me they're going to Hampton, I'm like, man, go for it. Yeah. Like, I would just applaud them. You know what I mean? So um, I love all HBCUs at this point, but definitely always repping Howard. And um, But like that that experience as, as the section leader of the drumline really just gave me a new kick, a new eye into like what music performance could do for me, what it does for others. Right. And it like really kind of set my musical trajectory, if you will. That's what's up, man. So where, where has music taken you physically? Like, so we talked about where m- music takes you mentally, but physically, in terms of being around the U.S., around the globe, where has your career in music taken you? Yeah, I mean, my first kind of introduction to domestic travel first was as a result of my being the drummer for my church mm. and being a part of our denominational connection, if you will, and um, just being able to travel different places around the country. Um, playing the drums um, and then once I started the musicianship um, I went to London that was my kind of first international trip okay. I would say at least across the um, Atlantic Ocean I right. would say and um, you know after going to London man it really just opened my eyes to like what was possible and from that time on I was like man I'm, I'm, I gotta go somewhere out the country at least once every other year. Right. And then from there, it was like, okay, every year. It was like two, three times, four times a year. So, um, yeah. Um, so, I've, I've been able to travel as a performer. I've been able to travel as a, a chief strategist for an artist doing consulting. I've been able to travel um, through my work with the musicianship, which is, um, you know, my charitable philanthropic work. Um, I've done clinics abroad and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I do a lot of travel for um, just recreationally as well. Dope, dope. So... What what's your overall goal with the musicianship? Like where where do you see it going? Where is it right now and where do you see it going? Yeah, man, great question. I mean, my goal for the musicianship is for it to be like the Boys and Girls Club of Music Education Organizations. Like after having successfully piloted a program in DC, I wanna, you know, have satellite locations in every, you know, major metropolitan city around the country. Um, imagine if you will, like a you know, a 100-piece marching band in D.C. and a 100-piece marching band in New York and a 100-piece marching band in L.A. And you bring, like, all of these kids from inner-city schools together um, playing instruments, brass, right. woodwind, percussion instruments. They all know the same music. They all know the same choreography, dances, etc. And they can put on, like, a field show and be as big as, like, FAMU, 400-piece band or something like that. So right. that's, like, my ultimate vision is to expand it around the country. Um, though right now we're kind of just focused on the D.C. area. But we're... Making some national strides too. So. I mean, listen, that's that's nothing to shy away from. Six hundred people, six hundred kids in the DC area. That's changing. That's changing the landscape of, of the DCU. So, congrats on that, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And we went from well, we had two students in our very first year. So, I'm I'm definitely proud of our growth. All right. So, from Chicago to DC um, for college, how how was that transition? And tell me a little bit about your experience at Howard. So originally, um, D.C. was a different transition for me, um, as it may have been for most people just coming from home, being there 18 years and then going to, you know, someplace that, you know, uh, with which you were just unfamiliar. But uh, it just really grew on me, like the city in general. And then Howard, just having that um, that platform for me was just incredible. Like I, I remember coming to Howard like for a, a visit and uh, I, I'll just say it like. 
I just remember originally being like, wow, the women here are just like very, very beautiful. <laughs> and then like I have some... Boys. On the campus specifically or uh, DC? On the campus okay. specifically. Okay. And shout out to my fiance, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know. Make sure you know. Um, but I actually told my fiance very recently, I was like, um, after accept- accepting Jesus Christ, uh, you were the best decision I made. And then I was like, well, maybe Howard was second. But <laughs> he got a good laugh out of that. But um, no, I, I love Howard, man. Um, it just shaped me in so many ways, like professionally, um, personally, and uh, musically. And um, it's definitely been a driving force in my life. Dope, man. Y'all can't see this, but he got a Howard sweatshirt on. <laughs> you can't make this up. You cannot plan this. He's out here repping in New York with his Howard sweatshirt. Hardly man. home, but always repping. As you should. <laughs> At Soul Society 101, you know we're all about traveling on the low. Budget travel is bay, but comfort's important too. For high-quality, low-cost flights, be sure to check out Norwegian.com. Yo, Jeff. Yes, sir. We have to take a moment to congratulate you for getting engaged, my man. Oh, thank you, brother. Black man getting hitched out here. Thank you, brother. Feels good to see all this black love out here in this man, world, man. Following your lead, my man. You know, I'm, I'm out here lead. trying. So, to, well, you gotta, you gotta let everybody know about this proposal in Spain, because I don't know if y'all follow him on the grid. Well, what's your Instagram so they can get on that joint? Yeah, Jeff Trouble, J E F F T R O U B L E. So, if y'all don't follow him on the gram, y'all need to and scroll down a little bit, probably like. 12, 12 rows down, and y'all gonna see. <laughs> 12 rows. 12 rows down, y'all gonna see how he stunted on everybody for his proposal yeah, in Spain. So tell yeah. tell us about that. Cause you know, a lot of the a lot of the travelers out here, we like to incorporate that in like some of the big moments in our lives. So I did I did a little something, which I'm gonna tell y'all about in another episode, but I want you to tell them about this proposal in Spain, how it all went down. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, this was like my plan B. <clears throat> I really did not plan to do this at all, um, but my original plan kind of like fell through. Um, so I was like, all right, I want to surprise her. I don't know how, but she had a girl's trip to Spain, mm-hmm. um, uh, Barcelona and Ibiza with some of her homegirls. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to pop out there. Like, that's just going to be the move. And we had already begun to, like, talk about next steps and things like that. We knew, um, you know, we were having conversations about rings. I ain't want to guess. It's kind of just like, yo, what do you want? Like, right, that's right, cop, right. You know, um, and I was working closely with one of her friends who also happened to be going on the trip. So I was like, you know, she already knows. Like, let me just go ahead and use her as a mole. Uh, shout out to Ash Cow, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, to kind of just aid in this effort to to make this thing happen. And, um, you know, she and I coordinated a photographer out there. Uh, got a time, got a location down. I ended up buying her a dress and um, sent it through Ash Cow. And uh, they got her to wear it, like telling her they were going to a special dinner. Apparently nice. they had nothing like that. So she threw that on, and they made sure she was uh, glitzy and glammy and all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah, man, we just coordinated it, and um, the photographer knew where to be. And thank God the ladies were on time. Mm. You know, it's hard enough trying to get my fiance somewhere on time. <laughs> all seven of them came on uh, time. That like, sounds yeah. like a recipe for disaster. So you you got to thank the big man up above for that uh, one, for that, for that working out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> they came because I would have been extra for the photographer, you know what I mean? <laughs> Them overage fees ain't no joke, man. No joke. (laughs) So um, yeah, she came and um, they like you know they they pretended like they got like a random photographer who was a tourist to take the photo. So she wasn't hip to it at all. Like she She didn't didn't know. She didn't get it at all. She didn't know at all. Okay. Yeah. Um, She said she had some sort of inkling like thirty minutes before, Mm. but I was chilling in Barcelona for like three days, just like oh wow, (laughs) just like hanging out. 
So you like, you low key was like, I'm gonna have a little trip out I'm of this, and then of, I'm gonna come see you. Oh yeah, and the day after I proposed, <laughs> I went to uh, Nice, France. So I was just like, you know, let's just go ahead and make a little trip out of it. Nice. But um, uh, yeah, it was it was a very special moment. I, I kind of like photo bombed him, and then um, she turned around and she saw that I was there, and you know, it was a big shebang, and I got to running the script and got on the knee and uh, kind of just made it happen, man. Now, so. let me ask you a question. When you got to that moment, do you remember what you said? Because I had a whole, like, thing that I was supposed to say, and I don't remember what I said at all in that moment. I had a whole little thing. I had, like, rehearsed it several <laughs> times, and she said like Issa, Like Issa Rae in the mirror, yeah, rapping bro. to herself. Yeah, you, you bro. Listen, it's stress for all, all the women out there. Who has a man that proposed to you or is about to propose to you, no matter if it was elaborate and he traveled or if it was just like something very simple. Take it easy. Know that it took a lot of courage, yeah. a lot of preparation, and a lot of thought, regardless of what yes. what the proposal was yeah, like. Take it easy on that brother, please. Yeah, because it's some pressure, man. That's that's pressure like I don't know if I've ever felt pressure like that. Like yeah. I was like sick, and and this is me who felt 100% confident that I wanted to marry her. Yeah, and it's like, it's not that you don't think they say it no or anything like that. Right. I think the added pressure, too, because our homegirls are there, too. It's like, oh, Lord, they're going to joke me out if I mess this up. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not trying to be embarrassed today. No. Right, right, right. Um, but, yeah, she said, like, one thing, and it kind of, like, threw my whole little shebang off. I was like, man, let me just go ahead and get to this, man. And, um, you know, just got down and <laughs> made it happen. I was like, we're going to put this to rest right now. And then, as if that wasn't enough, they go and stunt on us and get these engagement photos in, was it Mexico? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're getting married in Mexico, too. Oh, okay. So, we went down to check out the resort. Okay. And, um, yeah, but we definitely turned And took the opportunity to stunt on us again. I wouldn't say that. I yeah, a little bit. So, that if y'all scroll down about six, then you'll see the engagement photos uh, on the gram. Man, it's, it's a blessing, man. That's what's up, man. Congrats again. Thank you, bro. Congrats to you, too. You, you, you're newlywed, and like I said, we just following in your footsteps, bro. We out here, man. Black, black Love, 2016, 2017. We out here, man. You dig? Yeah, my, I'm, I remember when, and like you said, we had um, me and my now wife, Yanni. Shout out to Yanni. If y'all didn't hear on the first episode, claiming funny. me OD hard. <laughs> that was funny. Um, we, we had talked about the idea of getting married, and we were definitely on some... Oh, we ain't gonna do the traditional wedding. We gonna get married on a rock in mm -hmm. Italy. That was the original idea, Italy wow. or Greece. We were just gonna photographer me and her, maybe like two people. Wow. That joint totally turned wow. around once we started yeah, the planning. It it was totally family getting involved. Heavy. Two. They they got involved. I mean, we we definitely put our foot down in certain instances, okay. but um. Good. The family was definitely voicing their opinions on a lot of different things. So yeah, shout out to the family, man. Shout out shout, to my no, family. no shout out to the family. <laughs> no shout out Listen, to the man, family. I'm trying to be politically correct here. You have to mess the whole thing up for me, <laughs> oh, man. Because yeah, they definitely evolved, bro. Yeah, for sure. So you just got back from Australia, which is on my bucket list. One of the mm -hmm. places that I'm like, I had, I sort of have this list of like pre-children and post-children mm -hmm. trips, That's right. and I'm like, no, because you know, once you have kids, you can still travel, but chances are they're not going to be as far like i'm not trying to be with a crying baby on like a 20 yeah. hour flight yeah. so the pre-baby list i kind of knock most of them most of them off i have italy which i'm going to in a month mm -hmm. um thailand and australia awesome. that's the last spots on my pre-baby travel list where you going to italy um where in italy where yeah uh we're going three days in rome four days in florence a day in venice 
And then three days we're gonna do like Naples, Amalfi Coast, Capri. Your listeners can't hear it, of course, but I'm like smiling from ear to ear. Man. Why is that? I, I love I love Rome especially. Okay, like, Italy is just dope, but I really really love Rome. I can't wait to see them pictures. I can't wait oh, to hear. Oh, listen, trip, man. it's it's going down. <laughs> Italy has been like on the list forever ever. Nice. For whatever, I don't even know why it didn't work. I've been to some random places probably because of flight deals. You know, uh, yo. you see that flight deal and you're like, well, I do <laughs> want to go to Botswana. Well. <laughs> Basically, I've ended yep. up in some places that just, and they were amazing trips, yeah. but they just weren't like necessarily on my list. Yep. Um, but now nah, I'm gonna knock that list out. So Italy next month in in Australia has to be done within the next year or so. So tell me about Australia. Yeah. So um, this was my second time to Australia. Um, the first time because you know that's what we do. We just go to Australia nah, several nah, times. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to distinguish them really, really quick. Okay. So the, the, the first time I went, I went to visit one of my friends who was studying abroad. Okay. But it was colder climate. Um, I went to both Melbourne and Sydney. Didn't really get to see much of either, um, especially not much of Melbourne because it was just so cold. Okay. And um, I didn't I didn't really feel it as much, but I did get to do something called the Great Ocean Road Tour, which you should definitely do. It's, hmm. like, beautiful. Um, just going up the coast and seeing different beautiful rock formations and beaches hmm. and things like that um but i did that twice and the, the, but the first time uh it really really left an impression on me the great ocean road tour specifically but i didn't really feel as though i got to see enough of like the city okay um in either melbourne or sydney um but this time man because it was summertime there um i feel like i just got to absorb it so much more and i knew a lot more about travel i, I got to um, really compare and contrast like experiences that I had had prior to my original uh, mm-hmm. Australia trip. Um, so, yeah, man, to be able to go to, like, the Sydney Opera House, like, to an actual opera this time. Nice. Um, like, with my fiancé, and to be able to do the Great Ocean Road Tour again. We skydived. Um, nice. You didn't put that on the gram, or, or did I miss it? Yeah, no, it's up there. Okay. It's up there. That was my I'm slacking on my pimping. I need to get back on the nah, gram. Nah, <laughs> All good, bro. All good. And uh, she... So, that was actually one thing that she wanted to do before her 30th birthday party. She had this whole, like list of things you know what is it called 30 before 30 mm-hmm. um going to australia was one skydiving was another so okay. we accomplished both of those like, i'm actually good on skydiving I'm, I'm probably never gonna do that man it's dope though i, I believe you yeah and i like hearing about it from other people uh, not for me <laughs> yeah nah that's how i am about like certain foods i'm like you ate what nah nah nah, nah, nah. Um, i'm probably not a foodie in that regard i'm just gonna stick with the traditional stuff but um it, it was great man I, I i think you'll definitely enjoy it the flight is a beast of course but, yeah but like no i mean you know how it is when you go abroad like you got the movies you got the free wine and beer and whatever yeah. else and you got you know some good sleep time man too so um it wasn't so bad but yeah looking yeah. forward to hearing about your trip man yeah definitely gotta make australia happen man so uh I need that good flight deal, though. If anybody got that flight deal on, on Australia, holla at your boy. So, we lucked up. We caught a flight deal, too. That's that's the main reason we were able to go. Okay. Um, we ended up paying, like, half of what we would have originally paid for it. So, um, Dope. Yeah. So, I missed the flight deal is what you're saying. I ain't saying it ain't another Damn, one coming up. Man. I ain't saying it's another one coming like, You ain't hit me with the, like, yo, bro, like. So, here's the thing, though. If, listen, any of y'all listening. I want to go to Australia. If I miss the plug that day, I need y'all to at, at me on Soul Society on Instagram and be like, yo, bro, Australia's lit right now. You got 10 minutes to get on it. <laughs> the crazy thing is, though, like, it was some flights to Australia for, like, 200 bucks. What? Like, 200 bucks. And we, both me and my fiance missed them. And one of my boys ended up copping them. I was sick. I was so sick. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully something like that comes around again. Man. Yeah, I need that for sure. So out of all the places that you've been, what, what was the destination that had the deepest imprint on you? Like what left you as a changed man after you've been there? Man, a few different places. Um, and I think for some very different reasons. But you know how whenever you go somewhere, like there's always an experience or two that like will stick with you forever. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I would say I would say Australia because it was my first time like really coming to the realization that like this world is beautiful. Like mm. God's creation is beautiful. I love nature. Right. And, um, it's, it's really driven me to see some places that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. Um, I would say Cape Town was just like on some other like yeah. amazing type stuff. Cape Town is like, and, and I went to Johannesburg and Cape Town. Mm-hmm. I prefer the energy of Johannesburg. Cape Town is like, Same. yo, every every corner you turn, you're like, yo, yes, that ain't nothing but God. That is beautiful. Yes. That's amazing. Exactly. Wow. Like every corner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So in the same way that you turn around every corner in Cape Town and see something that's like naturally God given beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that same way about Rome and man-made beauty. Like around every corner, there's a surprise or a building that's been there for hundreds of years. That's right. like still in use. Um, so I would say those, those three cities um, or, or countries in particular, I'm, I'm mixing up countries and cities. Let me start that over for <laughs> ignorant on your podcast. Maybe we just keep going. So I, no, love, we, I, I, I love Cape Town <laughs> in South Africa, which I, I know is a country. I love Rome in Italy. Because, you know, black Twitter is quick to roast somebody. Yeah, man. And I That's love, actually a country. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Australia, the entire country, which is also a continent. Uh, hopefully we cleared that up. He's <laughs> hopefully we cleared that up. We're going to keep that edit, and, he's like, and you know that he knows his geography, so black Twitter, calm down, okay? Please. <laughs> so what do you have on the horizon for um, upcoming travel? Honestly, man, this will be the first time in a while where there's not really anything else on the radar for this year. Um, Is that because of the wedding? That's partly because of the wedding. Because, listen, before my wedding, man, and I thought I was going to go crazy because I'm used to, like, hopping around every month, every two months. Yeah, me too. Yo, leading them to the wedding, I couldn't do nothing for a minute. Slow it down. Yeah. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, saving. So, um, But our, our wedding is in Mexico, so, like, that's the next... Thing that I have planned. Um, oh, when when is that, by the way? Uh, early November. Oh, dope, man. Yeah, yeah. That'll be here before you know it. It will, man. It's coming up really rapidly. Um, I'm like itching to go to Nairobi. Um, that's where I really want to go. Okay. Uh, so if, if I go anywhere else abroad this year, that'll probably be it. Okay. But my fiance is like, I want to go with you, and I'm like, cool, but like, <laughs> you know, uh. We got to make it happen. Right, right, right. But we saving and, you know, so we'll see. It's going to go down, man. I feel Nairobi in your future before or after the wedding. (laughs) Or after. Or after. Because listen, let me tell you, I know about them wedding bills. I know how it goes down in the bank account. No joke. Save your coin, man. No joke. Yeah, for sure. So what's, what's next with you and the musicianship? What can people look out for? But one thing folks definitely can look out for is a new apparel initiative that we're rolling out where we have... Um, these dope kind of music infused um, apparel items that mm-hmm. we're hoping people can kind of dig into comfortably and um, it has content that hopefully can like resonate with different people but the idea is for people uh, music enthusiasts in particular to like really just kind of get into um, this apparel initiative and, and a hopefully um, you know buy a t-shirt or a crew neck or something like that 
And of course, 100% of the proceeds go to support our free of charge programs in inner city schools. So that's what we got going on next. I'm copping the shirt, man. We're going to look out for that link. So you, You're not copping the shirt. We're giving you a shirt. Oh! But hopefully, hopefully everybody else copping the shirt. I'm copping the shirt and I'm going to post <laughs> it on the gram. Thank you, bro. So that y'all can cop a shirt. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Nah, but Jeff, appreciate you. Appreciate you coming up to NYC from DC. Yes. Appreciate the gems you dropped today, brother. Doing my best. I it's, appreciate it's you. It's been real, me, man. Y'all, y'all wish him the best of luck on his journey. Black Love is Real 2017. Society 101, the podcast. We boop, out. Boop, boop, boop.